and they're just so excited. And that was like a response we got last Friday. And it was one of the most beautiful things. I almost cried because I was like, oh, I want to just go like bring you food every day. <laughs> but we're doing that. We're able to do that through Upload Kitchen. You're listening to the Can't Sell This podcast, dedicated to projects past that never saw the light of day. With your hosts, Hugh Elliott and Stefan Grambart. do is we'll get you to introduce yourselves. I'm Emily Carson. I'm the co-founder and culinary director of Uplift Kitchen. I'm Antonio Lawrence, co-founder and donor and volunteer coordinator of Uplift director. Kitchen. Director. Director. It's the nicest thing that you can do is you just make up your own titles. So yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> when you're when you're the founders of things, you could call yourselves whatever you want. Exactly. I mean that the the thing is that you're partners in this. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah, we came by it very naturally. <laughs> are you literally neighbors or are you yeah. no sort of what house separates the two of us? Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um and I I mean this is probably something that'll come up later, but I want to ask it right now. Was it just you just standing around going, you know, we really need to do something here? Kind of. Yeah. It it kind of came. We were uh during the beginning of COVID, um our kind of three houses, myself and my household, Antonia and her household, and our middle neighbor in between us, we're all kind of quarantined together. Mm. And we we kind of helped each other out. We all just kind of were like, I'm going to the store. Who needs what? I found yeast because we're all baking like crazy. Who needs mm. what? I have this. I have this. Um, and so we're really kind of sharing everything already. Mm-hmm. And then during kind of the Black Lives Matter protest kicking off after George Floyd's death, we, Antonia and I and our neighbors kind of were looking at each other. Antonia and I are seasoned activists <laughs> and very passionate <laughs> about what we do. Um, and we were kind of sitting on our porch with our other neighbors and Antonia and I were talking and trying to figure out how we could do something to kind of support our communities who are protesting. and. Oh when we couldn't go protest because of many different reasons. Um, and we kind of both came around to, well, let's figure out how we can feed some people. Mm-hmm. And that that small idea kind of blew up in our faces almost. <laughs> and now we have a whole big old organization that we're running every week and love it every day. <laughs> we, love it. we love it 92% um, of the time. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely has its challenges, but it's 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 exciting. Yeah. Um, every week I send out emails to our families and to our volunteers just to keep them abreast of what's going on. Yeah. And this week I had to be very like, hey guys, so we have over 100 people that we're feeding now, so we need like 15 to 20 of you to commit every single week yeah. <laughs> um, to cook and bake, and then like 5 to 10 of you to commit every single week to drive. Um, yeah. yeah, no more like, okay, maybe, like I need like all... For all the people that I'm emailing, we only ever hear, sometimes we only ever hear from like 10 or 15 of them. And I'm right. like, the rest are constantly in these emails and none of you have messaged me to tell me you yeah. don't want to do this anymore. So please sign up. Yeah, uh. it gets a little hairy by Wednesday night when I'm like, I don't think I have enough food. I have to now make three more dishes for 150 people. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, I actually, I know someone in Minneapolis who who has been running a food service for the people of protesting the George Floyd murder and and specifically at at the site of his murder. So there's a, a large protest happening there that's been consistent. And she has been part of a group that is feeding on the daily 
So wow. when you when you were doing the Uplift Kit, like when Uplift Kitchen launched, she was starting her thing. And I was just like, this is amazing. Because it's the one thing that we don't, I think it's the one thing we don't think about is we don't think about feeding ourselves. You know, we're, you know, when you're looking at protests, you're looking at, at how to support people. They're fucking tired, you know, yeah. and they need to be fed. And I think that, it, you know, it would just, it just felt like such a natural thing to see someone go, I got to feed you, you know? Yeah. That's the last thing on your mind. Yeah, and especially during right now, because we're in a global crisis, um, from COVID and no one has money, no one, very few people are, have the ability to keep working. And our communities have been very, very much impacted by the food injustice already. So yeah. losing losing jobs and not being able to go to work or being having work restricted has made it so much more difficult. And when we were first talking, I thought back to some of my friends who live in Puerto Rico and after the hurricane, seeing and hearing what they were doing in their community and creating like a little community kitchen where I have this ingredient, I have this ingredient, I have this ingredient, let's put it all together and make something for the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And that, that kind of got me thinking and like, then we were, we kind of fleshed out our idea of how to build up Lift Kitchen, how to do this and make sure we were getting culturally sensitive food, which is very important to both of us, um, healthy food, food that's not going to um, kind of keep um, inciting the health issues that plague both the racialized communities, um, the black communities and the indigenous communities because of what we eat, the, the high cholesterol, the diabetes, the, the, all these other issues that are caused by the food that we are given. And so we really wanted to take a look at that and make sure we can get people fresh food, get people home cooked meals. The families that receive us who tell us weekly, they're like, I haven't had a home cooked meal in a month. Right. And they're just so excited. And that was like a response we got last Friday. And it was one of the most beautiful things. I almost cried because I was like, oh, I want to just go like bring you food every day. <laughs> but we're doing that. We're able to do that through Uplift Kitchen. Mm -hmm. And Antonia, as one of the, as uh, like, would you consider yourself kind of the primary organizational person? Are you like, you're the one that organizes pickups, drop-offs, all yeah. that stuff? I text, call, email, Instagram. <laughs> Is that, is that your, like, are you, is that your background? Are you sort of a project manager I, by trade or? By, by just nature. Um, yeah. I'm organizer of things and I've always been comfortable, um, like behind the scenes as well. Like just kind of like pushing things forward mm -hmm. But social mm -hmm. media, is something that came super naturally to me ever since a young age, ever since like MySpace, MySpace, <laughs> oh, like MySpace and like <laughs> other, you know, little things. And it just, it was easy for me to just jump into a world to be like, okay, hi, we're here. We need things. Um, yeah. I, it's interesting every single week to send out messages to everybody and be like, you guys are still okay to like do things. And then we have people be like, Hey, I've got a friend who wants to help. Hey, my sister liked what I was doing and wants to do the, can she be a part of blah, blah, blah. And like, we get messages from so many different platforms. And I'm just like, okay, hi, <laughs> I need yeah. you to just message on this one platform, please. Yeah. And then right. we'll go from there. Um, but it's, it's cool because then we get, you know, steady, like right now I'm getting a bunch of emails in mm -hmm. after these two emails I sent out about 20 minutes ago. Um, just to be like, cool, I can make this. When do you need this? When can I drive for this? What do you need for this? And then people now who have their kids like going back to school or people who, um, previously you were just like yeah give me whatever and then now are like more comfortable to say actually i actually need more vegetarian things actually mm -hmm. i need more things that are 
low carb actually would it be okay if you know x y and z um mm. organizing that isn't it's it i mean it can be tiring at times but it's like i'm good at compartmentalizing and organizing yeah. all that together to be like okay this is what goes on on sunday this is what goes on on monday these are people I have to contact for this these people haven't said anything to me so i need to know by wednesday <laughs> like what you're doing yeah. um and i'm really good at like being able to like do last minute things too like if suddenly we have somebody drop we go hey because we've had a lot of people who've gone who've been committed to cooking or driving or baking who then message us a couple days in advance to go hey i had to go get a covid test done yeah. um which means that i can't i can in good conscience or really and truly can't do anything right now but like, i'll be back to you next week they're like right. super apologetic about it but we're like not fine not a problem like we have 80 other volunteers that you know i can call on so someone can take up your place and yeah. that's that's been really awesome um i've thoroughly enjoyed like doing that and then because people feel bad right people are like i'm so sorry like i know i committed to this thing and like we're not so small in numbers in terms of volunteers that we're like hurting for volunteers yeah so like, cool stay in bed <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't touch anything outside your house just, no you one know. needs to get sick on our behalf <laughs> yeah like because last week one one of our people who had signed up to cook yeah. things messaged me the day before and was like oh no the day of yeah. and was like hey so i woke up this morning with a tickle in my throat and I don't think it's COVID, but it feels more than a cold. And she's like, I'm waiting to hear back from my doctor, blah, blah, blah. And by the time she got back to me, I was able to then tell her driver, don't get picked up from this person. We'll figure it out next week. Yeah. And, and that's it, been cool. And Tony is such a brilliant spokesperson for the organization. Um, I think we, we fell into those roles really easily. I like back of the house, like back behind the scenes. I don't like talking <laughs> in front of people very often. Um, but Antonia is such just a beautiful, just really incredibly well-spoken like voice for both the communities we're working with, as well as um, just like you're you're just a very good spokesperson for Upload. <laughs> now we're an audio podcast, but seeing Antonia <laughs> drop the hands under her chin, like oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to do like a. Facebook, uh, sorry, an Instagram um, story yesterday. I was like, I don't know how to do this. I'm oh yeah, because uh, I was at my friend's wedding and I was like, hey, we're kind of in the middle of taking photos right now, so I can't can really do this. Uh... I'm like, sure, I'll just go read really awkward and be like, yeah, on there. Because um, but... I'm literally in the middle. So they're like, we need the we need the bridal party, and I'm like, sorry, uh, give me a second. Uh, yeah. No, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's a oh. weird. Grassroots organizations tend right. to, you know, <laughs> being founders yeah. mean you're always going. busy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. But you I, did it, and it works. Yeah, I think we're, we're that's what makes this good partnership, is, like, we've both done so many sides of organizations, um, and we get to focus on, and if there are days that, like, Antonia is busy, like, has to go to a wedding, you have much more of a life than I do, uh, which is great, and so, oh. like, there are, there are things I can pick up, like, because I do like the organizational development side that I can pick up and help on with. And then if I need help in the kitchen, I can call Antonio and be like, I need hands now. <laughs> and that's the thing I appreciate about Emily, too, is that, like, I enjoy cooking. You don't enjoy, want to cook for I enjoy, enjoy eating more. Yeah. So it's just, like, if somebody else wants to do, all, like, not do all of it, but, like, having somebody who is like well versed in like the nutritional side of things or else yeah. i'll be like um i made stir fry um it probably will feed four 
I don't. Like, I'm not sure if I can make stir fry. I don't know how to scale that up. I'm not yeah, sure how to scale that up to 150. Like, uh, the only thing I know how to scale that up would be like rice or or like spaghetti because that's never an exact science. So that that I can easily be like here you go. Now you have enough to feed 200 people because God, you don't uh, want to do the math, the math trying to figure out how many of the roasts we get donated. It oh will God, be. I absolutely do not. So <laughs> so oh, yeah, that's really what that's what Emily's so, for. Yeah, how many people like so if we do a third is blah blah next Wednesday and I'm just like. So when do we get to eat it? Like I'm not like I'm. <laughs> that's not my. That's not my. Uh, my area of expertise or any of my special gifts. And I mean, yeah. not not to interrupt, but uh, Emily, the, we met at at uh, a local bar. We met at AAA. You're you were one of the cooks at AAA, and and it was like you kind of was like a you, you kind of reacted like a uh, yeah I'll do the stuff that they do here because it's part of the menu, but it's not really my jam. And it was like, well, what what is what is your jam? <laughs> triple a is actually a very very deep supporter of um uplift kitchen uh they from the beginning they've been very supportive and so i'm a i'm a backup for them if they need help they call me and i just pull in which is a beautiful thing because i love them they're great and i get to drink Mm -hmm. there which is and meet great people like you they're they're all right they're all right by me they've been good to (laughs) me they let us record a podcast episodes in there so they've been pretty great with us yeah, I I like I like being able to play. I like I love food because I'm an inherently very shy person and and I have traveled all over the world and lived all over the world from my um other jobs and how I get to know community and culture and the people I'm working with is by food and I've learned how to cook things from grandmas and aunties and uncles and families and churches and everyone. And I feel very privileged to be able to use that information and knowledge to kind of bring it, bring it back home. And we have a very diverse community that we work with and who really like getting things from other cultures, other cuisines. We do some Mm -hmm. Kenyan, we do some Indian, we do some Latino. I'm making El Pastor this week with beef. Um, We do a lot of vegetarian and vegan. And then our volunteers, make such lexicon of really tasty stuff like every week we get stuff delivered i'm like oh i want this sometimes they let us have some extras sometimes they make us treats because (laughs) i swear to you they're like hey we made this little box i was like thank you so much (laughs) antonia and i are like our clients eat so much better than us i look at these i look at the bags of food we give to people and i'm like i ordered junk this week i didn't even cook anything and here i am looking at all these beautifully crafted meals and i'm like i should do better oh yeah i spend 70 hours a week cooking and then eat mcdonald's <laughs> or eat ramen noodles i mean but wrong yeah it's 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 really cool it's really cool to see people flex their creativity and like the second someone posts on instagram and tags us and is like oh, this cute. is a cool something made for, made for uplift today and i'm like yeah what I'm like that's amazing brain. like you didn't see it in, in a recipe book they're like no i should tell us how and yeah. i'm like cool yeah. <laughs> so do you kind of have a sp- do you have a do you have a spreadsheet where you're saying like we have this many dish we, we need to have this many dishes or it's this we many learned- recipients and- we learned very quickly after the first week we didn't have a spreadsheet and that we had a lot of people that if we do not make a spreadsheet we get 17 versions Pastas. of a pasta yeah mm. right of course that was a weird week and as <laughs> <laughs> Indigenous woman, like I was like, pasta's, we don't do pasta. Pasta's university food. Like, like we're trying to feed, <laughs> like, and it's like just sauce or meat. And I'm like, mm, no, I'm gonna need to put some veggies in because I can't serve this. Yeah. Uh, right. So we 
we had now have very much made that clear that if someone needs to make or wants to make a pasta, great, we can do one a week. It'll be the one person making it. <laughs> or like if it's someone who only makes it for six to eight people, that's yeah. fine. Like last week I had to throw in um, a tuna pasta with some fresh caught tuna. My dad gave me and that's been in my freezer for a while um, because we have a bunch of pescatarians. I didn't have enough yeah. for them. Right. So pasta is kind of our fill-in if we need to, but <laughs> we we prefer not to give it to people because we do have people who have low glycemic index or mm-hmm. don't eat carbs. And so we need to make sure we have those things as well as those other things that kids are going to eat. So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a very big balance. So then everyone can see who's making what and kind of build off that. Yeah, and they'll compliment or they'll be like, okay, well, there's none of this. Like, we have yeah. one person who, like, consistently makes sandwiches. Yeah. Or, like, bagels and stuff. Like, yeah. Or, like, like, this is the bagel and cream cheese, blah, blah. And they come individually packed. Yeah, it's great. And, right. and it's, it's super cool to be like, hey, cool, these can go to kids. families that have, like, kids. Yeah. So they can yeah. make quick, you know, breakfast things or, like, snacky type things. And that's gone over so well. So like, well. It went from being like, ah, all we have are dessert. <laughs> like, we have muffins. <laughs> yay. But, like, it's nice to be like, here's a veggie BLT. Yeah. Here's a, yeah, you know, man. pepperoni toast. And I'm like, what? Also, cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, societally speaking, societally speaking, food insecurity is one of the costliest things for a person's mental health, you know, like out of everything else, like when we start to get it back into the school year and yeah. everything that's involved with COVID and, and our current state and with, with, with just the racialized systemic oppression that's going on, food insecurity becomes a real problem for the ability to concentrate, the ability to retain. Like, so, you know, feeding people, you know, there is such an overarching value to feeding people. And I, I, you know, I, I really, my heart just, it it gets so much bigger every time I see you post and, and, and and knowing that there's these big trays of food going out to people that would otherwise not have it. I think that's amazing. Like it's crazy that people, it's not, I guess it's not even crazy anymore. It's so heartwarming and so wonderful that people are like, yeah, cool. I made these like 10 casseroles and, you know, 20 like veggie dishes and I've labeled, I've made this huge amount of hummus. I've done this, blah, blah. And there's like, what else can I do next week? And I'm going, whatever you want. Like, I mean, whatever you would like. Like there's one of our volunteers who always, there's like a minimum of like eight containers, like big containers, things she always brings. And there was one week where I think she had like, there was like five. And she was was so apologetic. She's like, I'm so sorry. I just, I'm like, listen. Listen. Like, because she was like, I know it's not even what I usually bring it. I was like, we love uh, you. Like, we are literally. You are saving like, my life. I was like, oh, look who's making stuff this week. I'm like, yeah. And it's always like these beautiful portions. And yeah. like, she just wants to do more. And she's like, I'm sorry. I was just like, really hectic week, blah, blah. And like, for me, if I went from like eight and when it was like hectic week, I went down to one. But she went from eight to five. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. that is, that's phenomenal. No, it's beautiful. And so it's really helped us with, we are a donation based organization. We are only like uh, sustained on personal individual donations and uh, groups like restaurants and uh, donating product. Mm -hmm. And so we don't get a lot of that. So we have a very limited budget to feed the amount of people that we do. So we really rely on our volunteers to be um, helping us sustain that and our donors to help us sustain uh, sustained like what we need to buy because mm. we do have specialty items that we in-house take care of like right. our family that can't eat any carbs yeah. or 
are vegetarians or um, a lot of our kind of more complicated dietary restrictions. And so we can spend that money on really making sure and spending the time in looking at all of the sales. Like today I got like weight, I think I bought all, all of the things and I spent less than- it's less than 200. No, well, I had to go back, but um, <laughs> it's less, for a hundred and almost 70 people, we um, weekly, we spend like 250 on groceries and are able to, with the donations we get really make sure that we are feeding families enough mm -hmm. as and like really going to the stores and i got like 50 50 heads of romaine for like 50 cents jeez i know what how any <laughs> ahead that is did you just like run outside with it and like threw 50 cents at them like no, how does that even work i shout the sales <laughs> you're just like here you go and chuck a couple of quarters here you go charlie hit him in the forehead oh i make minimum wage why would you do that no but like it's 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 been really great that we are able to do that um and also really make sure and make really tasty stuff we have been able our like lives have been saved by this um butcher shop called fresh from the farm that's located on kingston road donating a uh, hundred pounds of beef to us wow they donated um a hundred pounds of roasts um over this uh, the last two months and it's how we're getting protein in our in our families and so we'll supplement that with with chicken as well as we do a lot of veggie meals um but we really make sure we're able to um fulfill all the all the needs especially with kids going back to school with parents going back to work it's we have to buy more easy food for kids to take to school yeah we have to make, i was just before you called making a bunch of turkey sandwiches for families yeah. um that we can send along and just making sure they have enough of those vegetables to keep their brains growing yeah. and through the day because this isn't gonna get any easier not at all that's the thing right like this the more and more families that sign up with us or are recommended to us like grows every week and yeah. like that on one hand it's like damn like that really sucks that you know so many people are in such dire straits but also wow how cool is it that we can actually help all of these people yeah. in such a tangible way and yeah. they've been even cooler because then we have so many people who've been like okay well halloween is coming up we're thinking of making loot bags for all the kids and i'm like wow my brain is still in july and you're like <laughs> already yeah. in october being like what could we do for this fun holiday for yeah. all these kids I'm and like, then talking about christmas so much. and christmas too and i'm like whoa someone had, oh yeah who's it uh one of Same our volunteers message about turkeys yes. she's like i can't store all of them but i can cook them and i'm like yes <laughs> yeah and i'm just like uh, cool yeah. <laughs> like like these are like i wasn't even thinking of holidays at this point it's been it's been so day by day that i ha we haven't even had a chance to be like oh all these holidays are coming because yeah. like, we started in june so like, there weren't any major i mean holidays. i started thinking about thanksgiving about two weeks ago when i got my jacket out and i was like but that's my job i feel like do. a turkey <laughs> <laughs> this is the puffiest quote i've ever giving i was like ah september culinary <laughs> I think about you went to Thanksgiving. Well, because I used to when I used to work with Food Not Bombs in Toronto, yeah. and 
we cooked, I cooked uh, 15 turkeys for Thanksgiving. Well, no, we didn't do Thanksgiving. We did celebration of indigenous peoples, but um, it's, it's something my brain goes to because it's my job to think about that. Straight to Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, food. <laughs> food is my job. I love it. Yeah, so that's been, that's been cool. And then like we recently did a really school cool supply. like school supply drive. We have another big order. I'm waiting to hear back from um, Avery Products reached out to us, and they're like huge. And somebody That's from amazing. There was on Instagram, she was like, "Hey, um, I'm such and such person working for Avery." And I remember like looking at being like, "Why do I recognize this?" Yeah. I was like, oh, "Oh, the Avery Products." I was like, "How the heck did you find us?" <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. This is it. This is it. This is how it all starts. <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend is making um, these Ooh, patches. patches for uh, there are my coat books. Oh, I love the patches. Oh my yeah, god! I will get you guys some. Um, I'll trade you p- two patches for two can't sell this pins. Done. Sold. Um, That's what we got. Um. So you only need one technically because I already have one because you gave me one already. Oh, that's right. Well, one <laughs> pa- pin for two patches. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Um, He's like, mm. yeah, so she, she wanted to figure out how she could get involved. It's like, oh, she's an artist, doesn't have money. And so this is something she could do. And now I think she sold, she sold a bunch um, mm-hmm. so far. She's like restock. Yeah, she's like, making more right now up in North Bay because she's visiting her mom. Yeah, so she's making and selling them. And now people have these amazing kind of, like patches that they can put on their jackets and whatever, because now it's jacket season. Thank you very much. Jacket season. Um, oh, and and <laughs> that supports us. It supports Black Lives Matters. It supports um, the work we're doing in feeding Indigenous and Black families. Mm-hmm. And we're really excited about that. And so people are helping in these varying different ways that we never even thought about because we're like, good. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and like I'm working, <laughs> I'm working every day. I keep saying this every week and it hasn't been finished yet. The website will be done. <laughs> I'm saying fine. this for the it's website fine. will be done by next week. The website is going to be done by next week. I'm putting it out there. I keep saying, yeah, it's all done, it's all done. And then I'm like, oh, there's more things to do. Wow, there's more Oh things. boy. Well, be you fun. know what? It'll be prettier, it'll be more functional. It's gonna be great. <laughs> okay. But I have That's a friend, okay. I have a friend who's been helping do that too. She like got us our domain name, did all that stuff for free. And I was like, I need to pay you. And she's like, no, that's what I want to do. Cause she lives in Alberta. And she's like, this is all I can do from here. And like, I wish I could be there physically and do stuff. But if I can help you with web design, cause she's great at that. And I was like, thank you so much. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so many people, so many cool things. We have like web developers, we have graphic designers who want to help us do things. We've got all these like lawyers and other people who are like, I've got time. What do you need? Let's help you figure this out. And we um, are now, hopefully this month, we'll be able to apply for a couple grants. Yeah. This month under the umbrella of other registered organizations. Yes. My workplace being one of them. Oh, I work with Sketch, Working Arts. Amazing. Because um, they're a nonprofit and I have a whole, there's a whole team that I work with. Yeah. And because I think we've grown so fast and like we are both grant writers in within our own jobs, but given the amount that we work a week, there's no way we could do the time that we need to put into writing grids. Um, so having the help and having our umbrella organizations while we're still kind of working on growing and becoming a registered nonprofit and then a registered charity is um, 
very helpful and mm -hmm. we are very grateful to feed scarborough who's currently homing us yeah uh, they're currently putting roofs over our heads so we can package and keep things in fridge that are not our homes yeah um one day we'll get a kitchen that we can work in that's not my home um fingers crossed <laughs> because i'm gonna have to burn down my house very soon i mean <laughs> i can see the counter today it's great i mean that that is a that's yeah, that's the thing <laughs> yeah so when you when you when you sit back and you and you say so next steps you're like we need a space we need a, an actual space like you're yeah. you, you've got you've grown enough that it's I would really love it to be sketched because then I get to control our schedule. <laughs> well, we need an intermediary home and then a permanent home. Yeah. Well, a permanent home would be us like buying something. Yes. But an intermediate home, an intermediary. Yes. That has be, yeah. storage and a kitchen. Yeah. Um, so we can all be together as one in harmony. Is there, is, is there any opportunity with the fact that a lot of restaurants have had to close is there any opportunity um, with that the um is that is insurance yeah. with um going into a restaurant even if it would be like overnight or whatever it's the insurance property that they'd have to take on and because we don't have business insurance or small business insurance at this moment um it's kind of not a feasible option because of that, because it's just too much of a risk on them. And but that's just the right now. Like you become right. a nonprofit, you become a business, you become a- Yeah, right? then we can like, probably take over a lease of, an of a small restaurant that yeah. closed separately. But um, yeah, but we will see. We um, There are a lot of grants coming out right now that could help us build that space. There's a lot of organizations that, a lot of restaurants that are closing and selling off their, um, their tools and mm. items and kitchens for lower prices than buying them fresh. So those are things that we're keeping eyes on. But right now it's kind of, we need that intermediary uh, space, which we are becoming hopefully very soon. And then in like mm -hmm. phase 2.5, we'll get our own space. 2.5. is. No. Making some phone calls, 2.75 is cracking some champagne, <laughs> 3.01 is <laughs> regretting the hangover. <laughs> that's very, that, that's exceptionally cool. Yeah, I feel kind of bad because Stefan, I see him nodding a lot and I feel like he's- you, You've actually, you have actually asked a lot of the questions that I wanted to, to get into. Um, it's a very different thing to cook for that many people. And also when you have to, like you said, like you have pescatarians, you have vegetarians, you have, have uh, hypoglycemic, tons of different things that you have to consider. Are you finding that your chefs are, you know, being challenged and, and are potentially, you know, learning uh, new ways to cook or new, new dishes to cook? We've had some people like ask yeah. um, about the dietary needs so that they can actually test their skills. Yeah. And that's been really cool to see those emails to be like, I've always been curious about blah, blah. Do you have anybody? Cause I'd be willing to. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's very, we, um, we have a lot of people who have some of those, um, restrictions themselves than cooks. So like we have some vegans who cook for, cook for us and we have some vegan families, um, as well as those things. And then if, um, we don't specifically have enough food to cover that, or it's a family that 
we have a couple of families that I just specifically do because I know their diets and I know it's just, it's, I wouldn't want to put that on someone else. Cause it's, it's a, it's a little challenging. And, um, but it's, it's really not that hard to cook for certain things. It's, you just have to think about the next steps. You have to think about what, what is a carbohydrate and what can I replace that with? I feel like I'd be Googling that. Yeah. Whereas, like, again, the reason why I'm so appreciative of Emily. <laughs> I'd be Googling. <laughs> yeah. Emily can literally go, carbs are this, not the other, yeah. and this means complex carbs are blah, blah. And other people, yeah. you know, the cool thing about Emily and, like, a bunch of our cooks is that they can literally go, okay, I know what to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's because we, we do have one family that can't eat, like, has to eat the lowest carbohydrates possible and then a couple more that can only do high protein low and then but they can do brown rice um so it's kind of taking into consideration that so um but also our pescatarian families are great because i can give them like we can give them the great vegetarian meals and vegan meals we get from our uh, volunteers that are cooking and we do get some fish-based meals but they usually have something else in them for that yeah um and so it's just kind of like throwing those couple fish things in, but we also have a lot of families that love fish. So it's not recreating, it's not doing too many individualized, like one-off meals. It's, right, of we have at least 10 people who will benefit and eat this yeah. and be happy mm-hmm. about it. And, that, and that's enough for our volunteers. Our volunteers usually do about four to 10 portions in any kind of meal. And there's enough of them that make up the difference between what I do. And mm-hmm. then from the uplift kitchen ourselves, we do enough for everyone. We is we is Emily. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a one person operation, Tony. The royal we, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do enough for everyone. I make a list and Emily fills it out. So we the <laughs> Antonia, how how good is your spreadsheet now? How good is your oh, spreadsheet? Uh, my spreadsheets have always been impeccable, but in the past, in the last in the many last tabs, many tabs, the last few weeks especially, it's been like mm, on point. Proud of me. Um, <laughs> they're probably going to get better and and different because I I like to since we've been doing this since June, yeah. having to like scroll through like one page so oh. i get to this thing is so annoying for me so i want to be like june july August, yeah. september october november like yeah just that's how my yep. brain works so yeah. then people can click and but then i'm always thinking like are people gonna click through the tabs oh yeah do i have to make a note about that <sighs> i'm like make sure to click through the tab find the month tab at the bottom but i feel like it's when i whenever i make any changes as long as i say it once people will get it but I'm always concerned that now I'm gonna have to be like, did I see anything? Although there are some yeah. people who don't. Yeah. But I'm like, do I see any? Like, is someone gonna miss somebody? So I'm, yeah, like, depending on what's going on with the royal we of cooking. Um, well, <laughs> like if sure. you have a, if you have a web developer, you get them to change your data, you change it into a database. So you change it into something that is easily indexed and easily searched. So you do yeah. not have, a huge ridiculous spreadsheet with a gazillion tabs yeah you have i'm going to look up dietary yeah. restrictions pescatarian and it gives you that family and it gives yeah. you the number of people and no the number uh, whatever it, and you have to us right now cooks. <laughs> i'm telling you i, I, will wish, help, I like, wish we could show this i was just working on a database <laughs> architecture earlier today so i'm like this is when you're talking i'm like oh 
Like, dad, um, I, let me, <laughs> let, let me get you my email. I will help you out, help you out with a bit of architecture here. We'll, we'll be good. What's the other thing? Yeah, there's a uh, type form. What's that, other, and... what's that other thing where you put all your, there's that other database, I mean, online database thing where people like to send out mass emails and stuff from there? Salesforce, but Salesforce. Well, it's MailChimp. MailChimp. I use, <laughs> I use Salesforce for work and I hate We're not it. using Salesforce. So we're going <laughs> to. No one, no one here said Salesforce. So Thanks. it's okay. Don't worry. I'm not, um, I'm not suggesting uh, Salesforce. Yeah. No, but I no. do think, I do think that as your, as your, it's, it's, I realize it's not necessarily a business, but as the business becomes more complex, you do not yeah. want to be relying on a single spreadsheet with a gazillion tabs. So, no, especially for like us, because now I'm starting to think of, we've been doing this for three and a half months now. Yeah. I'm starting to think of, we need to do an update to our funders and our, and on our website at six months uh, for a half year check-in. And yeah. so we're starting to think of what is that a half annual report going to look like? And then mm -hmm. how do we build for our annual report for next June when ha! Uh, <laughs> Jesus? <laughs> but we we do need to check in and just show our growth progress. Yeah, because um, we've already had one donor be like, "Can you get back to me in three months?" And that was in July. Yeah, so, so it's we have coming. It's coming when? October. Yeah, and so and that's just how we believe in accountability. We've said from the beginning, mm -hmm. we want to be able to show where basically every dollar is going every mm -hmm. dollar currently goes into the mouth that of our families every dollar yeah. donated is somehow going directly back into the mouth and tony and i do not get paid we spend 70 hours a week if not more doing this we aren't making money off of anything we are doing this because we love it and yeah. um at some point at some point, we know that we will have to take salaries because we are doing so much work. And but that will be yes, that will be from donors that will that are not individuals. We will never take any individual money towards our own. No, no, no. But that, but the, but that's that's the point of organizational grants. That's the point of a, a nonprofit structure. That's the point of creating a business. Yeah. You, you're not you're not trying to you're you're just trying to support people. You know, it's it's very difficult. You know, Stefan and I've had lengthy conversations about you know my various things, but one of the things I do is a networking event and yeah. I've had a lot of people come up during it or after and saying, you know how you could make money. And I'm like, well, I'm not, this isn't my job. I, I'm not trying to make money doing this. I'm trying to help other people, you know, yeah. and it must be like that where there are more opportunistic humans that are, that are going, you know, you can totally do this. And it's, yeah. it's not, and, it, and you tend to sit back and go, well, that's not what I'm fucking about, douchebag. Yeah. You know, like those are some of the questions we get. It's we get we get the, well, how are you doing this, and do you make money off it? We're like, no, and people don't understand that we're doing this because we want to. And then yeah, we man. Also question about how are you following up and making sure people aren't abusing your system? Yeah. And look, we we didn't. For the for the first three months, yeah. we had a situation where we had to remove someone from our from our fold because they were not part of the demographic we work with, and they made themselves very apparent and obvious to us, and we had to tell them that they can no longer be a part of our group yeah. because they kind of abuse the system. Sure, we're, we're not an organization that needs to see your financial income. We don't. We're not gonna 
check your res card or your black card to be like, are you dark enough or like, are you are you poor enough to do get this? Do you have enough percentage of any of these racialized groups in your yeah. blood to get this? It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> like, we literally have people some guy named like, Troy. I'm one sixteenth Cree, man. I'm like know. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've had people kind of out themselves when they message when they yeah. write on the comment in our post, being like, oh, so I can just identify as black and I can get food. And we're like, well, Steven, we can yeah. see through your profile. Um, you're very obviously white. And you have no black And the friends. fact that you had to ask, the fact that you stated, oh, well, I can just, means that one, you're in a position of privilege where you can- We can just say no. Yeah, just say no to you. Yeah, so when we had to, when we had to, sever ties with a certain individual we were just like listen we were you led us to believe that you you were part of x y and z and it was a matter of them being like well i don't understand so i guess you can't give food to me anymore because i'm you know white and we were just like well i mean yes (laughs) that's correct just like you you guessed it like that's (laughs) what does he win alex responsibility And we didn't like for us. We didn't. We didn't leave it at that. We were just like, we can well, still like. Cause that means like we can still find your resources. Yeah. We know the area you live in. We can still find your resources. But at that point, they were just so incensed that how dare we, you know, cut them off because they didn't fit in the demographic. Yeah. We've been very clear from the beginning that this is the demographic we're reaching out to. And as as someone yep. who is part of the Black Indigenous or other racialized groups, for you to come in and go well i should be you know allowed to that sense of entitlement is something that is so jarring and it's so unfortunate that you can be like well i need food i'm like great but as we've stated yeah Yeah, it's off putting as shit man i'll tell you hearing that story bugs me yeah (laughs) i'll tell you the whole story one yeah it was super uncomfortable it was just like what the hell like i i don't understand but at the same time being like (laughs) it was funny because we were both like Man, there were so many red flags. We just ignored them because we didn't think like, oh, we weren't like under the assumption that somebody yeah. was obviously abusing the system. We just thought, oh, this person's like really needy or really blah, blah. But there were so many red flags. And when it finally, yeah. it finally broke and I was like, wait a second, I don't want to do it. But like, let's just check this person's profile and see. Because um, they, no they had liked one of our photos. And Which I was like, oh, I recognize that name. And I looked and I, we both went, ah, crap. <laughs> Listen, in the past, I will say, I will say in the past, like eight months, I, because of the networking thing, I've been involved in a lot of job groups and, and, and Facebook groups that are specifically about supporting people that, that need obviously. And, and one group is, is called jobs for queers. And they put up a, they did a post that was about if you're, if you're racialized and you need money, give us your name and we're going to give you money. And so one person just started posting over and over again for a quantity of money. And somebody finally said, Hey man, you know, you've been asking for this amount of money over and over again. It's super sketchy. Like, you know, we're here to support, but not, not cool. Yeah. Something about this is off, you know? And And it's, it's difficult because I've been sort of doing my donating sort of under the radar, like, cause it's not about me. I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't need an audience on it. It's just one of those things, but you watch it and you can see a performative support that really it's, fucking it's, annoys me. <laughs> that, that people people really for some hard. reason like get clout from like supporting people. And I'm like, that's strange uh, to me that you're looking for 
praise for doing something that everybody should be doing. Like it's super gross. It's really it is hard super gross. We kind of came out around the same time a few other organizations did. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm not going to disparage the organization in the East End that um, did come out and have a bunch of donations and we're posting in all those caremongering groups that came out with COVID about their own personal need for funding and saying that they have COVID and all these things. And then five minutes later, turn around and are doing a food program now. Yeah. I did some investigating on it and I received bags that were full of ash and dirt and um, just grossness and rotten things. Um, And they're still, People in other organizations and churches and other people other than me who are very dedicated to letting people know that don't go don't go on this person's fundraiser it yeah. is for personal gain yeah um, that sucks and, like that really yeah. sucks so there are people out there who are really like in the name of doing good for other yeah. people are siphoning from actual people who yeah. need these things and are ah it's disgusting like, it's like, yeah yeah like, for me it's like i i identify as an indigenous person like i'm a romana from europe i am not a canadian indigenous person so i'm not going anywhere near my like fellow indigenous folk in ontario and in canada because i'm not i'm not first nations i'm not in uh indigenous in yep. canada like sure. i would never claim to be that so why do you feel entitled to be claimed to be that you are part of a racialized community that it's because it comes from a place of they've never been told no. They've yeah. never been they've never been rejected because of what they look like and the group yeah. that they belong to. And so that sense of entitlement is like, well, I've always been able to do this, so why can't I? Like yeah. I because that's that was the common theme in when we started doing interviews, there were a lot of comments underneath yeah. the main interviews of pages from like CTV and um, from Blog TO and other places and Toronto Star where there are a lot of people who just didn't get it. They're like, why are you only giving to black people? Like, yeah. what, what, why can't you give to everybody? And like, oh, like, oh, well, oh, well, I know of an organization that give to everyone. So, and I, in my head, I was like, so cool. give to them. Like I didn't like- Privilege is a hell of a drug, man. I'll tell you, it is, it is a hell of a drug. There are people that are like, when, when, it, when it's like a, you can just tell their, their favorite phrase is all lives matter. And you're like, Honestly, you know what, get like bent. Blue lives matter. And I'm just like, Ugh. so I just, oh, blue I, lives matter is so much like, worse. Blue people don't exist unless we're talking about the gross sisters from, from, <laughs> from uh, what you call it. <laughs> or that band. Are you supporting band. the Smurfs all of a sudden? Group. Those are the only blue people that I recognize. And they, and, the they, and they would definitely oh god, oh, god. oh no <laughs> or like those then those blue people would definitely yell all black lives matter so hmm. but yeah. it's just it's so it's so like disheartening when you go through and you see these comments and people are just like this is weird and like we <laughs> the first week sad man first weekend that i made our instagram page we got some hate. guy commented and said you guys should call yourselves racist kitchen and, and like, I think I laughed for like 10 minutes. We laughed hard. I laughed so hard because I was like, I really wish, <laughs> I really wish that you <laughs> would take a step back um, <laughs> and just like say it out loud. She was Kiss your own ass. <laughs> and, like, and like, it was just, it was, it was icing on the top of the cake too, because she had the top of the cake because his page was also private. So like, I, yeah. couldn't, I was just like, ah, here we are hiding behind oh our racism. I was like, excellent. Good for you. It was just so crazy. And I remember like looked at it and I was like, I'm not gonna justify this response, 
but we had a bunch of people who were following us at the time yeah. who just went in on this man. It was like, yeah, okay. yeah. That makes <laughs> sense. But it was just, it was so, it was, it tickled me. And like, we we were always reading comments and our oh, neighbors yeah. and our roommates were always like, don't read the comments. We're like, we're not bothered by them. Like, I love it. I'm, I'm curious if anything, I'm somebody who likes to dive into the minds of other people. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's it's interesting it's funny but it's also sad when people yeah, really just like, don't see the need around them they only see what's good for them they only see you know they see they see just up to their eyes and they're not but they're mm -hmm. they see just just right like to out to like their hand in front of them they don't see anything else yeah. well like in, in some cases it is it is literally just an overabundance of ego yeah. right and in other cases it's a complete lack of empathy Yes. Right. And and when you get both Balance of those both. <laughs> together, claustrophobic. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what to do with that. And I just yeah. like, I just have to look at people and go, whatever you are dealing with right now, that's you. I'm like, sorry. I, I'm not going to change your mind. I'm not going to change your heart. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's mostly it there yeah and, and for me when i think about like that that like elevated ego and lack of empathy that that is when you're coming from a place of of ultimate privilege yes right because because now you can't even like you have no frame of reference to identify with another human being who doesn't come from exactly the same position as you do yeah, yeah. and and that's the thing more than anything else that I would love to eradicate. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just the, mm -hmm. the the ability that people think that they have the right to even say something. It's like, why why are you hating on someone just trying to do so, a thing? I mean, I'm just going to bring us back to where we were, and it would be me just admiring both of you for what you're doing. Just so much. So much. Well, it's honestly not us. It's the... We call our, our volunteers and everyone involved with this is our family. Uplift family. The Uplift family is donors, volunteers, drivers, and the families that receive food from us. We we cannot wait for someday, someday where we can get everyone in one room and everyone doesn't know who's who. And we can all just be together at some point and just kind of like celebrate everything that we've accomplished, but also celebrate each other and celebrate the fact that we made it through this. We're going to keep going. Apple Kitchen is going to keep growing. We're going to add more things on as we go along and as we grow and as the pandemic hopefully ends. And we just want to make sure that our families are taken care of. Our volunteers are getting as much love and joy as they can get out of this. And our donors really feel like their money's going to something um, substantial that's really making a difference in our town. It's it's just amazing to hear about how these volunteers are taking risks, but they've you know they identify yeah. that there is a need. Yeah, it's um, it was really scary in the beginning of COVID for me because I'm immunocompromised, and I. I got really sick when COVID started and we didn't know what it was. I ended up only having pneumonia, um, which- Only pneumonia. That, that is not a, a, a phrase you ever want to hear. We, we, we seriously sca have scaled down like what we think as being a bad problem, you know? Yeah, so it's, I, I was really sick. I was out of commission. I was um, isolated and I couldn't leave the house and we couldn't figure out how we were going to do things because yeah. some of our families, this is going to be their first winter. Yeah, Some of them just mm -hmm. got here before COVID yeah. and mm -hmm. those are things we got to think about. 
you know, the, what you're doing right now is called uplift kitchen, but how many times you just call it uplift yeah. that I, yeah. that when you said, I want to call it nonprofit, I'm like, well, you've already, you've already named it. Like yeah. uplift <laughs> is a thing. Like, I, I, I just think like yeah. what a natural yeah. progression from kitchen to home to, to life. Yeah, but like it's, it's one of those situations. Our son Declan is going into grade nine. What one of the things he discovered is that he has to have mm -hmm. uh, 40 hours of community service. And and Libs's first reaction was he could help uplift. Yeah, like he, We'd love to have a fourteen-year-old kid could help uplift. They have a culinary school in Danforth Tech, right? Ooh. So like, there's there's all these little opportunities for I hate to use it the word synergy between what uplift is doing and what and what what education is doing. There's a chance for real social good that didn't exist prior to you guys deciding it was going to be there. And honestly, we look at Uplift Kitchen, um, and we've been saying this from the beginning, the kitchen is where so many important things happen in people's lives. It's where you meet together and have dinner with your families. It's where you meet and have that horrifying conversation of your first breakup, your heart's broken. It's where you open your college acceptance letters, or you have those conversations about some medical issues that are going on in your family. Um, the kitchen is where a lot of things in families happen. And Uplift Kitchen is that community space that we have built. As opposed to me asking for some advice for anybody that's doing what you're doing, do you have any requests from people to keep doing what you're doing and potentially do better? Ooh. I mean, first and foremost, if anybody <laughs> is in a position to uh, gift us a space, that'd be amazing. That's like our ultimate. That's like yeah. our, that's our, that's our top tier. But anything else under that, we honestly are, since, yeah, Emily said before, like we're a volunteer-based service and we're a donation-based uh, initiative. So money is the biggest thing that we need. Um, yeah. But outside of that money, like we love when people aid us in other ways. Like, if you are in a position to help build any sort of website infrastructure, or if you're in a position to, to help us do anything that comes to like trademarking or lawyer type things, if you're in a position to cook, bake, drive, or if you're an organize. person yeah. and want to help us start a small business or a banker who wants to help us get a small business yeah. loan, let us know, talk to us. We will figure out a way that we can all work together to make Uplift Kitchen uh, grow. Yeah. But right now, it's we're feeding a lot of people. So if you want to cook, um, let us know. If you work for a restaurant and have extra food that might go to waste, let us know because we are very big on no food waste. Yeah. Um, Even as yeah. simple as just sharing things yeah. from our page. Just be friends to with yours, us. Because that honestly is how we have gotten to know so many of our volunteers is that they're like, a friend of mine posted about this. And I thought it was cool. Yeah. So I want to be a part mm -hmm. of it too that goes a long way because from our little nucleus to the other six to 25 to 35 to 45 degrees separation, like that is what's helping us grow as rapidly as we have been. It was great to be like, okay, our like 30 something friends who initially yeah. liked our things and then it boomed from there. Yeah. We're, We're all a community in Toronto and Toronto is stepping up and taking care of each other in COVID. Mm -hmm. So yeah. contact us. My perception of stuff like this is that guilt with an apology is not moving forward. So if someone says, I, I wish I could help. Well, how do you know you can't? Yeah. Like, you what, have what, 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 what is it you think you can't yeah. help with, you know, just because you, you don't cook or just because you, you don't feel you can drive or just because you don't have any money. There's lots of things that you can actually help with.
when we started out, we had what five families five we were giving things to, mm-hmm. and a total of maybe like seven or eight people because some of them were singles and yeah. a couple of other couples. Mm-hmm. And now we're looking at. I think today I sent out an email to 80, 80 people, 80 families, within like 100 and something volunteers. We spend a very stressful week worrying about how we're going to get enough food into people's mouths. But when we're packing up and cleaning after our all of our bags have gone out, we feel good. I mean, yeah. we're in pain and exhausted. Tired, but, but we feel <laughs> excited and we're like, oh my God, what did we just do? God damn. Good for you. Good for you. Fantastic. I want to thank you both so much, Antonia. This is great. And Emily. You right there. That's a beautiful <laughs> bearded bastard. Gosh darn good. Hugh, you, you and me. We need to we need to little little A's open on a patio. This episode of Can't Sell This was produced in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. All creative content contained in this episode is copyright Stefan Grambart and Hugh Elliott. Intro voice by Jeff Wright. Intro music track is Energy by Not Of from their 2015 album Peak. Questions or comments can be sent to admin at can'tsellthispodcast.com. Any other information can be found at can'tsellthispodcast.com.